When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello there and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you are listening to a bonus episode where I am answering a listener question of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. Today, I am doing my absolute best to answer Vanessa's question. Vanessa wrote to me a question, so I'm actually going to read her question, and then I'm going to give you my answer. And as always in these bonus episodes, I try to be (laughs) as quick and concise, but also as thorough as I can be. So here we go. Vanessa writes, Hey, Stephanie, I wanted to leave a voicemail, but I'm currently trying to keep my newborn asleep, so I thought I'd send you a message. My question is related to glass. I just moved to a small country town, and for some reason, they stopped accepting glass for recycling. I had purposely been buying more glass products to avoid plastic as much as possible because I knew that glass was more sustainable. But now that they are not accepting glass, I don't know what to do with all this extra glass that I have, and I also don't want to go back to buying plastic versions. Do you have any suggestions? Well, Vanessa, excellent question. I must say, on a, as a side note, on a personal level, I learned an awful lot in researching my answer for your question. So let's get started with some background, with some glass facts, if you will. Glass is made from natural raw materials, such as sand, which is also known as silica, soda ash, and limestone. But to make glass, you need very high temperatures to take those raw materials, to take that silica, soda, ash, and limestone, and create glass. So the furnaces used to melt the materials to make the glass, they emit pollution and emissions into the atmosphere. I should also say that glass's shipment around the globe requires more fossil fuels than plastic because it's heavy and it's bulky and it generally takes up more space on that freight train or plane or truck. There's also the degradation aspect to glass versus plastic. It's been widely mentioned in eco-friendly circles that plastic takes about 800 years to break down. Glass takes 1 million years to break down. So once it's here, it's here to stay. Now, what I found particularly interesting when I was researching the glass question was recent research into the emissions of our favorite beverage containers. So researchers at the University of Southampton in England set out to determine which beverage containers, so they're only looking at beverage containers, but which beverage containers contain the most versus the least harm to the environment. And they found that glass is actually more detrimental than plastic 
from an emission standpoint, because of the fossil fuels it requires to produce, think about those furnaces, and ship, think about the heavy, bulky packaging that is glass. So yes, this study just looked at the emissions question. And when we look at the problem of packaging through the emissions lens, plastic wins. But I think what you're getting at here, Vanessa, is the pollution problem. And when we look at the problem through the lens of pollution, things start to look a little bit different. Glass does not contribute to microplastic pollution, for instance, whereas that is a main detriment to plastic. Glass can be recycled over and over and over and over again infinitely, assuming your municipality recycles it. But plastic, you can just recycle, or should I say downcycle, eight times on average before it then becomes trash. And so while plastic may come out on top from an emissions perspective, plastic almost always comes in last from a pollution-focused lens. And I should say as a side note here, there's one other way we can look at this problem, and that is, of course, through a personal health lens. Plastic, when heated, can leach harmful toxins into our food. Glass doesn't do that. So there's some facts about glass. Now let's move on to some facts about recycling in 2021 in the United States. I'm going to give you the annotated version and just say that China used to take our recyclables and our non-recyclable trash, and they don't anymore. And so because China doesn't want our stuff, U.S. waste companies are stuck with the recycling that nobody wants. There's also additional costs associated with keeping our recycling in America. And that's because domestic recycling standards require that we put in more time and more labor to sort all those items that we threw into the trash or the recycling bin with lofty expectations. So when you or I recycle our plastic shampoo bottle but don't wash it out first, labor goes into taking care of that problem. Or when we recycle something that our municipality does not recycle, somebody has to sort through that. I'm actually not all that surprised that your municipality is cutting back on its recycling program. And that's because the state of recycling in the United States in 2021 is chaos. (laughs) Garbage companies are scrambling. It has been widely publicized in the media that some companies are just dumping recycling into landfills when they think nobody's watching. And so in some weird, strange, backwards way, I almost applaud your municipality for being upfront with its citizens and saying we're not taking this anymore because a lot of waste management companies aren't doing that. If you want more information on the state of recycling in the U.S., I did an episode on it. It was episode 78. I will link to it in the show notes if you're interested. But just so we're all on the same page, even in municipalities that are doing right by recycling, nationwide numbers as per National Geographic, National Geographic found that nationwide, 66% of paper and cardboard gets recycled, 27% of glass nationwide gets recycled, and just 8% of plastics get recycled. The larger issue here is the way that we as consumers are viewing recycling, I think. Uh, We love recycling. We're thrilled about it. And I believe we are thrilled about it because when we recycle, we feel good about ourselves and we think we're doing all we can for the planet. 
And so when we toss that plastic yogurt container, or in your case, Vanessa, that glass bottle into the recycling bin, we're assuaging any guilt that we may have associated with relying on single-use items in the first place. So I think the bottom line here is that every packaging material, whether it's plastic or glass or cardboard or aluminum, every packaging material has some detrimental effect on the planet. And the solution is not recycling that packaging material because recycling as a system is broken. The question shouldn't be which packaging material has the least detrimental effect. The question instead should be, how can we use less packaging material altogether? How can we, in a perfect world, use none? How can we contribute to the creation of a society that's circular with regard to its packaging as opposed to linear? Now, Vanessa, I'm going to get into my suggestions that you asked for in your question. And I should say off the bat that your question's tricky. I don't have a cut and dry answer for you, but I do have six questions for you and hopefully other listeners listening to consider. So I have six questions. I'm answering your question with six more questions. (laughs) My first question for you, of course, shouldn't be a surprise, but my question is, what can you make at home or what can you buy in bulk elsewhere? What can you buy loose? And what can you do without? That's all question one. (laughs) The best option is always to get away from the disposable and single-use packaging whenever, wherever possible. So buying package-free is the holy grail. But you did mention that you moved to a small country town. So I'm wondering whether package-free is available to you, whether bulk bins are accessible. Some locations have more options and more resources than others. Some have farms down the street. Some have dairy farms down the street where you can return your glass bottles. And if that's not your location, it's not your fault. So that brings me to question two. If you are continuing to bring home glass, what else can you do with those glass containers? Reuse is always better than recycling, no matter the material. Reuse is always better than recycling. And that's because reusing conserves resources, reduces waste in the waste stream, preserves landfill space, and causes less pollution than the recycling process. So reuse in all of our minds should always come above recycling. For me, when I buy glass, I save all the jars with the wide lids in a box in my basement. I know that's not very minimalist of me, (laughs) but when it comes time to harvest our honey from our bees in the fall, I have all my repurposed glass containers ready to go. So that's just one idea. But I should say glass jars are awesome. They're great for organizing. They can organize your craft supplies or your tool bench. Let's say screws in one jar, nails in another. Uh, Glass jars are great for freezing and storing food. A Google search will lead you to some real excellent reuse ideas that work for you in your season of life. But I should say I do know that there comes a time when you are going crazy with the amount of glass jars in your house and you do not need another one. So in that instance, could you put them up on your local buy-nothing group? I'm wondering whether somebody in your community would happily take them. Question number three for you, Vanessa, is can you buy your go-to items in recycled glass? Recycled glass containers are better from an emission standpoint than new glass or virgin glass. 
Similarly, question number three, I'm still on question number three, is can you be discerning when you're buying and buy items with the least amount of total packaging? Perhaps you buy the biggest olive oil, let's say, as opposed to a bunch of smaller ones. Question number four for you, Vanessa, is do you know your small town's recycling guidelines to the letter? (laughs) And if not, can you find them online and can you memorize them? I ask that because there are different plastics and the number in the triangle at the bottom of plastics says something about the resins and it says something about whether your town takes them. So as a general rule, If the number in the arrowed triangle is a one or a two, they're more likely to be recycled than anything from three to seven. But just because my town recycles one and twos doesn't mean your town does. So for all of you listening, it's really important to get on the website of your local waste management center and see what they take. Because if you're putting fours in a recycling bin that only takes ones, you are just contributing to the cost and labor problem associated with recycling in the U.S. Question number five for you, Vanessa, is can you buy in aluminum or cardboard, assuming that your sleepy town still takes aluminum and cardboard for recycling? Both aluminum and cardboard have high nationwide recycling rates. I should say here, though, as a side note, that Aluminum can be very detrimental to the planet if it's not recycled, and that's because aluminum can have toxic effects on marine life. And as a side note to the side note, I should say that I have heard it said that aluminum packaging for food and water can cause dementia in humans, but at present, there's no strong evidence to support this. Just something to keep in mind. Question number five for you, Vanessa, is do you have any friends or family in neighboring towns? And if so, can you bring your glass to them for them to recycle on your behalf? And question number six is, can you reach out to your recycling center for more information? Could you perhaps write a strongly worded letter and have your friends in town do the same? Perhaps you could use your voice, your uh, discontent with their decision to no longer recycle glass and amplify it for change. So I would just say, Vanessa, your question is a good one. It's one with no clear answer. I say, do not give up. I say, do the best you can. I acknowledge his power. And the fact that you're even asking this question says that you care. So I thank you so much for writing to me. I hope I did right by your question. Listeners, reach out to me. Did I get it right or not so much? Reach out to me. You can do so through the link in this week's show notes. And if you have a question and you like these little 15-minute bonus episodes, call me, leave your name, ask your question, say goodbye. I will answer your question on an upcoming bonus episode. I thank you all so much for listening as always, and I will see you on Tuesday for our regularly scheduled episode. Take care.